Welcome everybody to Loud State Radio here on Empire Radio, TheEmpireMedia.com. This is episode 8. I'm Adam Hernandez. It's Josh Hauslander. Josh, how you doing? Good, man. What's up? Mm, not much. How you doing? I'm awesome, dude. Good. It's awesome to be awesome. That it is. <laughs> um, well, we've got a... Uh, we're back this month since we usually tend to do this on a monthly basis i think uh this is their uh actually our first show probably in two months but who's counting right yeah not me <laughs> anyways though uh we um we actually have a pre-recorded interview that we're going to play with the uh with the band elias curse out of the Carolinas. some of the guys are from uh north carolina some of the guys are from south carolina um, but we are going to be playing that um, in just a little bit. Um, just because our, our topic tonight, too, kind of goes hand in hand with that band, and really with a lot of bands, Josh. Uh, when it comes to their like an evolution of a band sound, uh, I think that's a that's it's a really interesting thing to kind of take note of with whatever band you are really listening to or. You know, you've you've listened to for a long time. I think sometimes it works, sometimes it obviously doesn't. Uh, obviously, the longer the band has been around, the more prone they are to sure. to changing their sound. In fact, I don't know of um, I don't really know of any band out there that's been around longer than than let's say at least ten years mm -hmm. that hasn't done something to their sound I think and, that, so, yeah. and that's and that's even i think 10 years is even probably too long maybe even you know like six or eight years yeah something like that i mean it's it, it, 10 just seemed like a nice yeah round number. i, I actually say. don't mind the 10 i kind of i think you're right with 10 but it, it's it's like i said it's an interesting thing to take note of because i can go i'm when i'm thinking in my head i'm thinking about a ton of different bands that have undergone a change in their sound and it has worked for them and for others it hasn't uh for others uh i think that change in their sound has signified uh them having to give it up hang it up stop playing music break up go do something else i think a big question um evolution is natural it's always going to happen in music and a band um just a band playing together you know as often as they do and for as yeah. long as they do but i feel like the the differentiator if you will is forced evolution and natural evolution explain that Josh. and to me i like a natural evolution of a band mm -hmm. it's it's natural it's obviously it has to happen it's something that comes about does happen and just you know it, it may or may not work Sometimes it works great, sometimes it doesn't, but it's there. Forced evolution, I rarely like. Mm -hmm. I, I, in fact, me for one, I, I almost never like it. Mm -hmm. I, that, that's that's more a personal preference than something else. But when a band sets out and says we're going to change our sound, I rarely like that. And in my opinion, when a band goes through forced evolution, it will inevitably not work. Sometimes maybe the first forced evolution's okay, maybe the second one's even okay, but eventually they're gonna they're gonna fall apart. At least are you talking about band getting like too radio friendly, getting a little too corporate? A little, for sure, that that is that's a common evolution, mm -hmm. you know. Um, yeah, that that's definitely a common evolution. Uh, the the band that pops into my head immediately when you say that evolution is Green Day, of yeah. course. I, I you know uh, and. To me, if you look at a band like Green Day, who I was a huge fan of at one point, not so much anymore. Um, I still like what I liked then. I just haven't, I don't care much for anything they've come out with in, in recent years. Mm -hmm. And by recent years, I mean 10 years. <laughs> you know, I mean at least. But, you know, you listen to their old stuff, which I love. 1039, 
you know, Smooth Out, Slappy Hours, Kerplunk, an album like that. I love those old albums. It's raw, and you can see why this was a niche following. I mean, and, Dookie's a, a classic. Right, um, and Dookie's their first one that gets big, and you can see the natural evolution from Kerplunk to Dookie. You can see why, wow, this is when this band became good, it, you know, great. And you can see that natural evolution, and then later there's a forced evolution. You get 21... Whatever it was called, uh, the the guns song, the Twenty One Gun Salute, or mm-hmm. the, whatever that song was called, and to me that's when it's just like, okay, they they might as well be Ariana Grande at this point. <laughs> like, I, they 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 do nothing. You know when I when I think of that, Josh, and I and I like the term forced evolution and natural evolution, uh, and I mentioned this to I mentioned this to Elias Curse when mm-hmm. I'm when I'm talking to them because, I, uh, one thing I mean the thing with this with this band too is. I actually genuinely like them. Mm-hmm. Like I really, really like this band. When I heard it, it it's it, it's you know you if you don't like metalcore type of music, then you're probably not going to like this band. Sure. But I like metalcore music, mm-hmm. and and when I listen to what they released back in 2014, as opposed to their single, which they actually released last year, um, something that I said to them is there was. They matured. Their sound matured. Mm-hmm. It seemed like they refined their, or, you know, they were refining their sound, and it and it came to a head. I uh, and I thought that that was, and I, you, you'll hear, you'll hear it in the interview. I like their old stuff. I like what they came out before, but I told them that what they did last year and what they're working on now gives some great insight and some, you know, it it seems like it's something really exciting for people that like that type of music or like that band in particular to get hopeful about Mm -hmm. and get excited about. Um, But I think another band for me that underwent that evolution and I think they sound better now than what they than when they did when they first started and this is again when my like, one of my favorite bands ever is the deftones when they first came out with adrenaline it was it was good i still like adrenaline and a lot of people will label the deftones as new metal which i i, I fucking can't stand <laughs> i hate i hate the term new metal just because of some of the shit that it's associated with like kind of like shit bands like like corn sure. or disturbed um, bullshit or like old, like stained old stain. I know, yeah. uh, I know the guy does like country music now. Um, right. Aaron Lewis, he's a total douchebag too. Um, hey, one thing though, you can't, you, you can't judge a band by having a, a douchebag front man. No, you can't. Because, you can't. because then you, you've basically thrown out like some, some excellent music. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. No, I'm not. No, no, <laughs> it, no. Having a douchebag front man is definitely fine. But when you go off and you, you're a douchebag front man that goes and does country yeah, after no, that, that yeah, that's it's worth bringing up when yeah. you're music that sucks now. <laughs> but you know, there's obviously there's a difference between, there's a difference between new metal. There's a difference between post grunge. Post grunge is another bullshit um <laughs> shitty fucking genre that has emerged that's like puddle of mud or creed yeah. um yeah. what's the other one what's the, nickelback uh all those i mean you know god bless them kurt cobain um dave grohl uh you know chris cornell i mean obviously awesome awesome musicians in their own right awesome song um writers and whatnot but fuck you gotta think to yourself: If it wasn't for those assholes, we wouldn't have had post grunge now. Right. Um, but the Deftones, though, they've underwent this this refining, and this you know they their sound has just become so much more mature, from adrenaline to what it is now. It is, I for one think they're better. And you hear you hear the opposite so much, Josh. Where, oh man, and like Aerosmith mm-hmm. is one is a, yeah. one in particular. Does anybody like newer Aerosmith? No. And when I say newer Aerosmith, like Aerosmith in the late '90s, like when he came out with like Pink or something like that. Oh, I, I, I'll, I'll even break it down to, um, that that album that Pink is on, 
because I'm a huge Aerosmith fan, yeah. as you know. That album that Pink is on, Nine Lives, mm-hmm. to me is the ultimate transition to garbage. Mm-hmm. Because half that album still sounds like Aerosmith. Half yeah, of it I- is still decent. And then there's Pink and The Taste of India. And uh, I haven't listened to that album in a few years. I didn't know we were going to be talking about it. But it's you can see the like they, they had started the transition. But I still like that, that record. Mm-hmm. Because there's still four, five, six songs on it where I'm like, oh, that's a cool song. Yeah, like, like this. This is cool. So this is just a rock song. And I didn't, you know, I, you know what? I didn't want to name like. I didn't and then just to... push play comes next, which is just pop garbage. Yeah, and I, you know what? I didn't want to name all of Aerosmith. I didn't want to lump all of '90s Aerosmith mm-hmm. into that, just because I think '90s, early '90s Aerosmith is still pretty good. Get a grip, great yeah, album. Yeah, yeah, great album. <laughs> I mean, it's it's still really good, and it's it's just they they take that transition through the mid-90s into the late-90s into the early-2000s where right. it's just like, fuck, man. No, Pump, Get a Grip, Don't Have a Bad Track. Yeah. That's early-90s mm-hmm. still, you know. eight or I think Pump was 89, but, you know, that's not a bad track on those on those records. Yeah, and there's some, there. I mean, there's some other bands out there, too. A lot of them, um, uh, you know, a lot of them are in the 90s, obviously. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. uh, you know, you have, like, the Red Hot Chili Peppers when they came out. When they first came out, they were fucking awful. Mm-hmm. I don't my li- my wife likes early, early... Red Hot Chili Some Peppers, hard to listen to and I'm like, I'm "Fuck, man! How do you? How can you listen to this garbage?" <laughs> um, but you know, then they they undertake that you know that they they find their sound. Mm-hmm. Throughout the early '90s into the mid '90s, and even you know some stuff off of Californication, I like. I really couldn't give two shits about the Red Hot Chili Peppers now. I mean, they're they're a band that can probably break up, and I wouldn't care. Mm-hmm. I mean, as long as. Blood Sugar Sets Magic is still around. Um, one Hot Minute, I think, is a really good one, even I though they it. kind they, they, they hate it. Yeah, as as Ed saying in the background. One. Oh, it's yeah. great! It's a great album. Yeah. It's it's different. I mean, it's obviously different than any than a lot of the other shit that that they've done before. Um, yeah, and I don't know if people can hear Ed picked up on the <laughs> mic or not, but Ed in the background from Deep Issues is here, and he's saying that you know I know he's a big Chili Peppers fan, and I'm with Ed that One Hot Minute is one it's of my awesome. favorites and i know it's ed's very favorite yeah. it's dave navarro on, yeah on lead guitar and that's why that that's why they, it's different. They, they claim to hate it i think they're full of crap i think it's just because they don't like dave navarro probably and they don't want to give him credit for probably. for what he did with the band on that on that record which is excellent <laughs> didn't they have problems like like he uh i think he was in like rehab or something like that like they had their tour got canceled i think a couple times because of like was judas in rehab uh, no, I think Dave Navarro was oh, was well, that, that could be normal. Plus, I I've, think somebody broke their arm or something. Like that tour just like kept getting canceled or postponed. I figured half that band was in rehab. Yeah, I, I um, Flea. At various times. Yeah. <laughs> I, I figured Flea and Chad were the only ones not ever in rehab. Yeah, and I don't even know that for for certain. But yeah, I don't know that either. But Chad doesn't seem like a guy that would ever be in rehab. A good, a good friend of mine. I'll this. I'll make the story super quick. But a good friend of mine saw them in the era you're talking about that your wife likes yeah. long long time ago. yeah and um he's a little older than i am and he he saw them and he said they like he could tell like he's like i think these guys would be huge but he said they were just insane he said uh anthony kiedis was up on stage just drinking an entire bottle of that liquor that's illegal here if you guys mm-hmm. know what i'm talking about it's we've got the is it oh, what is it you can get it in canada not El Coyote Loco, is it? No, it's the um, it's the thing that absinthe. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> just drinking absinthe out of the bottle and just like like an amount that would just knock somebody on their ass. And he's just drinking it on stage, and he's just like like an abs. I mean, they were a crazy band, an absolutely crazy band. But I'm I'm with you on their evolution too. I feel like it went from they they found it and then they kind of maybe lost it and some of that stuff like californication when it came out i was like oh, i'm done with these guys and now when i hear it i'm like oh i actually think it's all right but but it's it's still they had that that middle era that i really like blood sugar sex magic one hot minute uh what's one right after that i like that one too one of the the guy who like originated the band like died of no d after like their first album didn't he yeah yeah the original lead guitar because they've had so many lead guitars yeah and now now they're they're lead guitar players like some 21 year old that right. you know, yeah, um 
I don't know. Um, I, I'm sure at this point they're the, he's probably excellent, but they're probably just bringing in hired guns at this point. Oh, you um, know, just like just try out, find somebody who can really wail on the on the guitar, and we'll just go with them. Oh, I'm, I'm them. yeah, I'm I'm sure they are. Uh, I know Dave Navarro used to have a weird like thing. He used to like kind of like poke fun at that, and he had like a like a different guitar and like different guitar picks that like. Uh, that represented all their different guitar players in the band and stuff. And it was just kind of a, he's a weird dude in his own right. But, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, you know, with the evolution of music, like you were saying, Adam, yeah, I think to kind of like, kind of give some, some proof, I think to what I was saying, when you look at the great bands, however you feel about them, but just the, the amazing bands that have stood the test of time. And now we're getting into this era where we're, we have, classic rock bands who are celebrating 40 and 50 years of music together. When you look at those great bands, you look at bands that have not had a lot of evolution. Yeah. That found a sound and stuck with it. Mm -hmm. The Rolling Stones and Bob Seger and yeah. Bruce Springsteen and guys like that. You haven't seen a ton of evolution from those bands. But, but that's, that's, that's interesting too, Josh, because those guys that you just named off, look where they're from too. Mm -hmm. Look at the era that they're from. And I, you know, it, it's, it, it's weird to, you wonder why, why is that the case? Because even a band like the Foo Fighters are different from, they are. they're different from when, you know, the self-titled came out. They're different from when, um, Color and the Shape came mm -hmm. out. Uh, it's, <laughs> I, I, I don't know why that is. I don't either. I don't either. It's weird. I mean, you could, you can go and you can pinpoint to, um, you know, you could look at a bunch of different reasons for some of the bands now that we just named off of. Uh, and hey, I fully understand too that like I bring up a band like the Rolling Stones, who sure they do have evolution when you listen to early stuff and late stuff. But you know, you may be that guy listening, thinking like, "Oh, you're gonna say the Rolling Stones are great just because they sold a lot." You know, you're you're gonna claim that uh, I can't stand the Rolling Stones. Yeah, so. Well, and, and that's fine, <laughs> and and that's fine. If if you're that guy or you're that gal, that that's totally cool. I understand that you're listening to a music podcast on yeah. the internet. There's a good chance that you are that person. You're saying, "Oh, are you claiming that Bob Seger's better than Roxy Music just because he sold more records?" You can be that guy if you want. I I don't care. Yeah. But but in this for this example, yeah, I am kind of saying that you know these people that yeah they're. Obviously, a whole bunch of people like them. They've sold millions and millions of records over the years. And when you look at those those bands or those artists, you see people that haven't done a forced evolution. Yeah. Natural evolution, for sure. Yep. For sure. All right. Well, let's go ahead and uh, let's go ahead and get to this interview with Elias Curse. Um, I will say this. Unfortunately, like the first the first minute, there was a problem with the program, the recording software. Um, I was trying a different record. I was trying a different program. It wasn't working out right. So, unfortunately, like the first minute of the interview cut out. Luckily, it, that first minute is just basically like an introduction. Um, but I will go ahead and take care of that right now. Uh, Elias Curse, like I said, they're from the Carolinas, North and South Carolina. Consists of four guys: um, Ivan, the lead singer. Uh, we've got um, where'd it go? Where'd it go? Uh, Travis on guitar, you got Matthew, um, I believe Matthew's on guitar as well, and then um, Abraham is the touring drummer. So I believe they're still looking to kind of uh, get a full-time drummer, but anyways, um, those are the guys in the band. Um, like I said, awesome, awesome band. We're going to play out to them as well. And we also played their um, their most current song, Call, cool. uh, during the interview as well. So uh, we'll go ahead and get that started. And like I said, unfortunately, it starts, you know, we'll pick up, you know, like a minute or so into the interview. So. Sounds good, man. And, you know, so I, you know, me, myself, I couldn't find anybody at the time to, like, be a part of the project so i just kind of put it on hold and i went on to other things you know like with other people and none of that i really went to fruition and um but like what after that like you know as recently as last year um you know i started thinking i'm like well you know i might as well put something out current and give people reason to join because i you know i wasn't wanting to give up on this project because i invested a lot into it and 
it was something I really, really wanted to put out there. So, um, you know, after, you know, writing the song Call, you know, I, I released that and then kind of like put the word out that I was looking for people. And um, last October, I ran into uh, Travis and Brian and, you know, we all clicked and we got together. And then after that, Matt, the guitarist, stepped into the picture. So, yeah, and here we are um, practicing, gearing up for shows and stuff, you know, getting at it. So Ivar, the the newer song, um, the recording and everything, is that is that you playing all the instruments, or did you guys, or did you guys re-record it afterwards with kind of everybody in the loop and you know kind of being able able to do their own thing? Yeah, that that I record myself. Um, I wrote it uh, just because like I had nobody else uh, uh-huh. to kind of bounce ideas off. Um, so it was like my way of. Uh, you know, kind of putting some together to give somebody, you know, like these guys a uh, reason to join, you know, because sure. if I just showed them, like, uh, you know, like that, you know, I was trying to get back out there, but I didn't have anything newer to show off, you know, what the band is now. You know, some people might not respond well to that. So that's, uh, I kind of put together that song and yeah, they kind of learned it and whatnot. So. Now, was that, I mean, did, I mean, I'm I'm speaking to the other guys in the band. Were you guys able to listen to the EP before, or was or Ivar was that kind of you know was that kind of you know your your hook for all of them was call, and then you would introduce them to the other stuff later on. We originally promoted the ad looking for musicians uh, with the song call. Okay, okay. And what did you guys and what do you guys think? Is that something that you all um, have a background? in musically i mean is that is that your guys's type of music or um is it something that you're open to willing to uh you know kind of get on board with yeah uh i was actually uh with another project how i met a bar um we were looking for a clean vocalist and we came across him and listened to call and uh as soon as we heard his vocals we were like yeah that's that's exactly like what we want to go toward the whole melodic uh heavy but also clean vibe uh-huh. um and then after that me and Avar clicked uh, and we decided to you know really get this project back on the road uh and that's how you know we kind of like revived the latest curse awesome and what i mean i mean what's what's your what's your driving influence i mean both both lyrically and and musically i mean what do you guys where do you guys find your inspiration from for all of this because like i said to start i mean it's it's really it's really quite intriguing i thought i thought that you guys have an excellent sound uh you guys you guys it, it it's a clean sound what i mean by clean is i mean it's not it's i mean it sounds like you guys have a lot of talent and, and what you want to do. So where do you guys kind of draw your, you know, your inspiration lyrically and, and musically? Oh, lyrically, um, uh, like, I guess, like, it's just, like, you know, like any other um, musician out there that writes lyrics, like, you know, experiences and, sure. you know, thoughts you might have on, you know, everyday events or, you know, life experiences you have, you know, with other people or relationships, just like a way to vent out, like, I, I don't really have, like, you know, someone I look towards to so much. Um, like, as far as, like, you know, inspiration for lyrics, the closest I have for an answer for that would probably, like, a style lyric. Like, it sounds weird to say it, but, like, you know, a big, big influence, like, stylistically, and just the way he kind of, like, words things is, like, Corey Taylor from Slipknot. Like, uh-huh. he's very, very smart about his lyrics, um, even though he, you know, he swears a lot, but, I mean, like, if you really have to do he kind of gets into like he's got he, he's got some good things to say and that's kind of like i guess in a way what i want to emulate but being playing my own way you know yeah um i i guess uh i i can pass off the question about influences to oh brian i guess over here the drummer uh as far as influences you know i mean i've been playing drums you know i've been in music for a very long time i mean yeah i'm only 22 but you know Growing up, I've, I've had drums, like, my entire life. I've seen, you know, people play, and I was like, man, I want to do that so bad. Mm-hmm. And, you know, then I started getting in school and everything, and, you know, my friends started introducing me into other bands, you know, and music and stuff, you know. So I have a wide variety, you know, from even R&B to, like, to metal. Like, I have a really wide range of music that I listen to. So, you 
know, it kind of gives me my little style that I have, my little twist that I, I have, you know. Sure. And over time, you know, and I developed my own style and everything. I self-taught myself and just, you know, picked up t- tips and tricks from, you know, other drummers who, who were in it more, you know, more than me over time. And, you know, of course, YouTube and other things, just, you know, being amazed of how, you know, they do the sick tricks and all the other stuff. And it was, you know. But, you know, over time, I developed my own little thing, and here I am now. Yeah, that's, I mean, in, in going back to, to you know, you know, just kind of the evolution of, of, of this band, it seems like. And you guys aren't alone. I mean, as far as the, you know, the, the breaks that you took and the lineup changes that you undergo, uh, it's it seems like that's that's par for the course when it comes to, when it comes to making music together. Uh, I mean, was that? I mean, was that the one of the biggest aspects or one of the biggest problems that you had, Ivar, when it came to when it came to you know the old version of Elias Curse to this new one? I mean, is is the most difficult aspect of being in a band creative differences? Is that is it, could that be the biggest killer for a band? It can be like um, that's kind of like what the issue was with like the project that started. I mean, I had before a laser, and um, you know that's the thing. A lot of people like want to like you know when you get together as a group, like it's important and essential to like have the same vision, to have the same goals, yeah, to come along, you know, um, and to come together for that. And um, yeah, like you know when we. Um, when we got together, like the current guys like Travis, Matt and Brian, we kind of like sat down and we're like, okay, this is what we want to do. Then this is what we want to sound like now, you know? Um, you know, it's just with that, like we came together and now we're kind of like going towards those goals and towards those things. But yeah, I mean, like that's, you know, the evolution of our sound also reflects that, you know, like where we want to go as a group because, you know, the current lineup, I mean, the past lineup compared to the current one, we had different, you know, goals and, like, like I guess, like, uh, influences, yeah, mm-hmm. to kind of, like, you know, that we wanted to, like, you know, show in our music and, you know, um, different ideas floating around and, you know, different points in life being reflected in the music. So, yeah, like, it's, it's always, it's always... You know, evolution of uh, music is always that thing you can't always run from. But, like, um, yeah, the call is a perfect example of, like, where we're heading towards now um, and where we want to be, So, like, as a band, you know? Um, like I said, yeah, it's definitely one of those things that can make or break a band, and at least in, in especially the initial stages of, of starting a band, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Um, and, I, I, and you could certainly see where where call came from i mean it's not like it's not like call is something completely different from mm-hmm. anything that was on the escapist i mean it's you can you can certainly see that that there that there are some similarities between the two i mean initially what i thought when i was listening to the escapist and when i listened to call is that call and this version of elias curve seems much more refined and it seems like it's it, it's more of a mature sound maybe than than the escapist was. Um, is that is, am I am I correct in, in thinking that? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Because like um, when I wrote the escapist, like um, I was obviously a little bit younger, um, and um, musically, like I never attempted like um, like writing an EP, like, I, I've never done that before, so, like, it was just, like, a brand new experience, like, I didn't know what I was doing half the time, so, um, and, and that includes vocals as well, like, you know, just everything in that, in that EP is just, like, a, an earlier stage of where I was at, you know? Sure. I, I definitely, you know, definitely like what I put together, you know, I don't have any, you know, I'm not saying trying to sound like I, I, I'm trying to sound it or anything, but, like, you know, it was just, like, you know, it was my first attempt at you know, like doing something like that. And the call, you know, I already knew what the deal was. And on top of that, you know, I, I, you know, I had time to practice my, my skills as a songwriter and a vocalist. 
you know, um, sure. to kind of reflect that in, in, the, in the newer single. Awesome. So kind of run me down a, I mean, cause you guys are, you guys are in the, are having band practice today. Uh, so what, yeah. I mean, run me through like, uh, like a, like a typical, you know, session for you guys and, and, and creating music. Cause I mean, when I, when I did, when I did stuff, uh, with a band and with my band, it was so long ago. It was like back in the early two thousands. I, I mean, getting a song together was, I mean, it was difficult. I mean, I mean, trying to come up with a, with, with something good that you think people could, you know, could get into is it, it that, that, it seemed like that was one of the most difficult things in the world for us to do. Uh, I mean, is that, how does it work for you guys is, I mean, how long does a song typically take for you guys to, to create together? Well, typically I'll start with your first question as far as like a typical band practice. Yeah. Um, I like to treat Atlanta's curse like a job, um, more than just like a hobby. Sure. So we try to stick to a, like a strict schedule. A typical band practice for us is we all, throughout the week, set a certain time of the day, um, either a Saturday or Sunday, to meet up in uh, South Carolina, mm-hmm. and then uh, we'll, we'll run through our set for the day um, for shows that we have coming up. Uh, and after that, pretty much at the end of band practice, um, me and Navarre will sit down and we'll pretty much work out um, some new material that we're trying to do. And as, I mean... Could you guys, I mean, do you guys usually, do you guys, is it your goal to come up with a song or try to almost finish a song during practice? I mean, what does, uh, I mean, what, what is, what are, what's the goal right now for you guys as far as, as far as your day-to-day practices go? So like, our biggest goal is pretty much like to be show ready, uh, be as tight as we can be, uh-huh. you know, um, be ready, you know, for the people we're about to perform to. Um, then like, because we have, like, a, that's our primary goal. Our secondary goal um, is just putting together new material. And, you know, like, kind of going back to what you were asking a second ago, like, you know, it, songwriting is one of those things, like, you know, like, it can take, like, you know, weeks. It can take months even. Or it can take a, just an hour. It just depends. Like, sometimes it comes to you. Sometimes it doesn't. Mm-hmm. Like, the other day, Travis had something, and it was really good. And he, like, wrote in, like, an hour, you know? Yeah. So, um it's just one of those things where it's, 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 it just depends, you know? Sure. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, is, what is, I mean, you guys say you're playing, are you guys playing a lot of shows right now? What's, what, what's, uh, what's going on with that? Are you guys, do you guys have, are you guys trying to get a tour together? Are you guys just trying to, you know, stick to, uh, you know, the Carolina area and, and branching out from there? We are definitely starting out in the Carolina area. Like, we consider ourselves based in Charlotte, but we do, you know, we do book shows in both North Carolina and South Carolina. But uh, we do have two shows coming up at Skylark Social Lounge, uh-huh. um, July 20th and August 14th. Awesome. Uh, yes, we are trying to branch out to other areas. What is, uh, I mean, do you guys have a favorite venue in, the, uh, in your guys' area at all? Um, I guess right now Skylark is probably our favorite venue, but like, um, we're, yeah, like we're trying to get as many shows right now since we're getting back together, um, and starting to sing back up, you know, we're just now hitting up everybody as much as we can, um, to get as many opportunities as possible. But right now, like, you know, where we're playing next is going to be our favorite spot. So (laughs) (laughs) is, is, is playing show, I mean, is playing shows like one of the best things in the world. I mean, getting up there on stage, doing your thing, you know, and then seeing people, you know, genuinely enjoying what you guys are doing. Is that, it, I, it, that has to be one of the best parts about being in a band, right? Um, yeah. I mean, I'll, I'll also let the other guys answer too. Um, but for me, yeah. Um, it's, it's one of those things. It's the reason why we want to be in a band. We probably want to read, write music and, and share it with people. It's just like, like, we just want to, like, go out there and just, like, share something with people, you know? That's the biggest thing for me, at least. And I'll pass on. Yeah, music for me, like, growing up, self-teaching myself guitar, like, music's just always been kind of my escape from reality, which is really why I wanted to pursue it so much. Like, this year I graduated with a popular music and a music business degree. So it's just something I've really wanted to 
you know, pursue really hard and just really make my life career out of it. Nice. Nice. I, yeah, I mean, I, I couldn't think of any, any better, any better thing about being in a band than, you know, than, like I said, getting up on stage and, and playing. Um, it, do you guys get nervous before you guys go on though? Is it, I mean, is there an anxiety? Uh, is there, is there any type of, you know, gig to gig show or goal that you guys have? Is it just going out there, you know, playing a kick-ass show? Is it, um, you know, just trying to meet new people? What is it? What do you guys, what do you guys want to accomplish? I mean, what's a, what's the mark of a perfect show for you guys? Yeah. Uh, I'd say there's, you know, there's, there's a little bit of anxiety to it. Um, just naturally, you know, being in front of a, a bunch of people, you know, the, the mindset of trying to, you know, trying to do everything right and, uh, create a good show. But, uh, I mean, it's just like having fun, you know, people love going to, to concerts and seeing bands and, you know, the, the bands that are playing are having just as much fun as the, the people that are, you know, seeing the show. So really it's just bouncing that energy back and forth and just, you know, creating like a, you know, just a little party. Yeah, absolutely. I, as far as some of the bands that you've played with, I mean, have you guys found that, uh, you know that the that the scene you guys are in and in, in, in the Carolinas there has it has it been supportive? Have you guys been able to uh, you know kind of hook up with uh, with other bands and, and and help each other out? Like as far as the scene goes, like I guess the Carolinas the scenes the, the metal music scene like isn't as big as like you know other places like I've been to like you know like Florida or whatever. Sure. But, like you know there there's something there. Um, and sometimes it can be difficult to, to, like, you know, get on shows with other bands or, like, sometimes other bands are, like, they're too busy um, or, like, you know, uh, to, like, you know, help you. Like, like you know, kind of, like, because they're kind of doing their own thing. They're in the studio or, you know, they got they got shows already booked, like, as far as the lineup goes. Um, Travis, you know, hit up a lot of people um, in the last few weeks to start booking shows. Um but, you know, as far as, like, you know, just the scene and stuff, like, you know, we're, we're trying to make the most of it, I guess. Like, you know, it, um, it, is, it is not, like, the Carolina, for me, like, the Carolinas have been a big, like, southern music type sure. place. Yeah. Um, um, but, you know, there's definitely a, a community that, that likes metal music and pop punk or whatever, you know? Yeah, I, I mean, here in Detroit, too, it seems like... Uh... I mean, it's, we get bands that come through here and I mean, I guess the problem was, is with Detroit is sometimes it gets looked over, uh, just because we're so close to Chicago, um, or, you know, in, in, in some of the other places often, uh, you know, like a Pittsburgh or a Cleveland, uh, they might bypass Detroit to, you know, stop in those cities. Uh, do you guys have a problem at all when it comes to, bands coming through your area that you guys will be able to play shows with because i mean like you were saying i mean you're probably not going to be able to get on a gig with uh some country band or some you know some band that plays an entirely different uh different uh type of music i mean not that you guys would want to because just just because you won't have any you know people there that could probably get into what you guys are playing i mean do you guys do you guys have an issue with that with uh with some of you know with other bands coming through your area to play shows and you know that you're able to kind of uh get on a bill or gig with well the thing is like it's kind of like weird um like um it's kind of funny like the first show that that LA's first had we you know we were with like a few cover bands and a southern rock band and it wasn't really an issue. It's just like the only the only problem that you kind of run into when doing shows like that is like you know sometimes like people won't be as responsive to like what you're putting out or what you're performing. Sure. But as far as like you know any other situation, um, like um, you know it's not it's not a problem because normally like you know people that you know like bands tend to book shows together or have lineups. That are 
similar, like similar to one another. So like you don't really run into a, a problem or a situation where you're like you have a country band with a metal band or <laughs> a polka band with you know a, a jazz band. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. So it, it it's just one of those things. And like you know, Travis here can tell you like you know um, just being like it, you know. It's just, it, sometimes it can be a little bit difficult to book things because a lot of these uh, venues tend to cater to one genre more than another. Yeah. It, it kind of goes back to, like, you know, supporting your local music scene. Sure. Um, I feel like a whole lot of venues don't, I'm not going to say don't support your local music scene, but they don't cater to certain genres, which has made it really difficult for us to, you know, kind of slide into those venues. Has it made it, I mean, when it, when it comes to something like that and, and where we are with, uh, with, with music nowadays, I mean, it's not so much about CDs or demo tapes or anything like that. It's about, you know, streaming music and, you know, Apple Music and Spotify and, you know, some of the other ones, title that are out there. But, I mean, have you guys found it easier to get your sound out there now? Um, since there are those different digital platforms and, you know, maybe that will help you when, when it comes to booking shows and, you know, maybe, you know, you know, tours and stuff later on. I mean, really, uh, when it comes to like, you know, as far as like promotion for tours and stuff, I believe Spotify and iTunes and stuff like that only act as like a foundation for your music, but it's really up to, you know, each and every person in your band to, play their part and sure. promote the music and uh you know build connections like a bar was saying like i've i've probably hit up over a hundred people in the charlotte area just as far as musicians uh just building connections i've actually managed to get in contact with three promoters in the past month who have been generous enough to book us for some shows to help us get out there but yeah it really just boils down to like putting in the work Awesome. Yeah, I mean, it definitely. But uh, I will say this. I, I'm definitely glad that uh, <laughs> that I, w I was able to, you know, listen to you guys and get exposed to, uh, you know, the escapist and then call, which can we play call real quick? Can we do that? Because I want I want to I want to I want to transition more into what you guys are doing now before we, uh, you know, before I let you guys go here. But let's let's go ahead and play call real quick. Is that cool? Yeah. All right, here we go. Here's call off of uh, your your newer release right now. So here it is. Great song.
Awesome. Awesome, you guys. Love that song. Um, I will have to say that the disappointing thing about you guys is there's nothing that, that's all that we have right now. <laughs> all that, That's all that we have that's, that, that's new from you guys. So what's the deal? When are we going to be able to hear some, uh, some more stuff from, uh, from Elias Curse? Um, I mean, Stuff are in the works right now, um, so we're just kind of like as we're playing shows, we're kind of like putting together stuff. So it should be a, a very long time. Um, we don't have an exact time frame uh-huh. for it. Uh, we're just kind of right now piecing things together as a new group um, with the direction we want to go in, and you know, making sure everything is pretty solid. You know? Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, um, again, it, it's 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 an awesome song, and it's some. Um, uh, and it, and it seems like it leaves some good insight too on 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 other stuff that we can that we can expect from uh, you know from you guys going forward. Do you guys have a name or anything for? Are you guys going to do another EP? Are you guys going to do a full length? What what what's in the works for the uh, you know for your new stuff coming out? So yeah, I get I we're working on a full length um, right now, but right now uh, there's is in an earlier stage so like we're just kind of putting together things right now that's the only thing i got for you as far as that goes <laughs> what about uh have you guys made any pitches or anything like that to some record labels or you know or, or something like that to uh you know kind of maybe help you guys out with the process here because i, I can only imagine that you know trying to not only trying to get you know put together music i mean as a band but you know, doing everything else beyond that, as far as promotion and touring, and you know, paying for, you know, paying to get copies and and, and shit like that for your music out. So, have you guys been able to, you know, hook up with a with a label or talk to a label and or a distributor or something like that, to, you know, to help you get your your sound out there a little bit more? We have been building behind the scenes, but we're really just trying to, uh, you know, build our brand before we start pitching to major labels. Okay. Um, yeah, that's because, like I said, it's uh, it really is it really is a good song. I can't wait to uh, I can't wait to hear what uh, you know what's in store for uh, for the future for you guys. So, where do you guys want? I mean, one year from now, I mean, where do you guys want to see yourself as a band? I mean, what do what what I mean, what what do you want to see? I mean, July seventh, twenty twenty. What, what's what's the ideal situation for Elias Curse? Ideally, like I want to see like us playing giant stages with like you know like fireworks and stuff like that. But realistically, <laughs> like you know, um, I I would I would be grateful for like you know us playing you know bigger shows and you know gaining a following. Um, and having our album out by then, you know? Sure. Um, and showing that off to everybody, you know? Um, so that's ideally, like, that's where I want to be in the next year and where we, as a group, kind of want to be, you know? Um, you know, just kind of, like, playing these bigger shows or, or maybe even just branching out to other places in the United States, maybe as far out the West Coast as that's possible, you know? Yeah, you guys you guys have to come to the, to the Metro Detroit area sometime. I mean, we have... We have awesome venues here there's lots of venues within the city itself and the suburbs and i mean you guys wouldn't have any problems trying you know hooking up with anybody around here to uh to play a show so at some point you guys you guys definitely have to come up to uh to michigan and the detroit area and play some shows out here but can you give me anything else for the uh for your new stuff i mean do you guys do you guys have any new material written at all for it or do you guys have like a like a name of the album ready to go do you have anything else anything else for me that you know the fans of yours can actually chew on a little bit here see um as far as like 
the the new like like a new album that we're still working on that, but but we do have a little something coming soon. Okay. Um, everybody's just gonna have to keep an eye out on Facebook or you know our social media like I uh, Instagram or you know um, Twitter, you know that we're that whenever we're gonna ready to announce it. But we do have a little something for people uh, next. Awesome, awesome. I I can't. I for one can't wait. Like I said, I I'm I'm a fan of you guys. I I think your sound is awesome. I and I can't wait to hear to hear what else you guys you know have in store for for everybody. Um, other than that, uh, is there any parting words that you guys have? Is there any 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 last any anything else you guys want to get out there before we uh before we finish up here? I guess like uh, if anybody's in the Charlotte area, just come check us out. Like we're planted Skylark on on uh, July twentieth, and also on the fourteenth, August fourteenth. That's right. <laughs> awesome, awesome. But yeah, definitely, guys, keep me in the loop. Um, let me well, know. Good. Yeah, let me know what's going on. I I would I'd also love to have you guys on again um, as well to uh, oh, yeah. you know to talk about you know some new stuff. Uh, when it's ready to be talked about and uh, you know, where you guys are at. So um, again, you guys, thank you so much for, uh, for joining me today. And uh, it's been a pleasure. It's been awesome. You guys. All right. And uh, that's, uh, that's Elias curse. Everybody make sure you, uh, you check him out, make sure you uh, hit him up on Instagram, social media, um, find him on Apple music. You guys are on Spotify too, right? Yeah, we're on Spotify. Yep, Spotify. So check them out. Uh, the Escapist, the EP, and then call the new song off their uh, yet-to-be-completed uh, new album here. So like I said, check it out. Awesome band. Again, thanks, you guys, for coming on. Thanks. Thank, Thank you so much. All right. That Good was, stuff, uh, man. Thank you. That was, yeah, that was Elias Curse. And... I, I, I got a little fanboyish in there, but I don't know. I couldn't I couldn't I couldn't help it. I like I like them. I I think they're I think they're an awesome band. Uh, I think that uh, I think that they keep at it. I, yeah, you were a little Barbara Walters, but yeah. <laughs> I think I think big things are on the horizon for them. It's no, I like I, them. they're 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 a very very talented band. Uh, and like I said, when you um, when you listen to the Escapist, their EP that came out in 2014, and you compare it to Call, uh, which is their new single out, their newer single, um, I like I said, I, I've said it many times. I, I think I think the Escapist is awesome. I think it's an awesome EP. Um, again, it, it shows their talent, but what Call ultimately does too is it, it just I, I think it just kind of shows that refined sound mm -hmm. that we were talking about earlier and. I know it's only one song, and there's, I mean, you know, maybe too small of a sample size to base whatever new they have coming out on. But, you know, if, if that's the direction they're going, then, you know, I like it even more. Either, so. either way, whether it is just one song or not, it's good stuff. And uh, I'm looking forward to hear what they have in the future. Yeah, so, um, like I said, thank you guys. Thank you, Elias Curse, for uh, for coming on. I'm going to try to get them on again here Um you know, sometime soon in the near future. Uh, I hope so. Know, I'd like to talk to them. Yeah, you when did they, a great job, though. Thanks. Yeah, when they get some new stuff out. And, uh, yeah, I want them to come out here. I want them to make a stop in Detroit. And, uh, you know, I'd love to go out and see them. But um, uh, also, like I said at the end of the interview, too, uh, you can check them out on Spotify. Um, they're on Apple Music as well. Uh, hit them up on Instagram, Facebook. Um, go check out The Escapists, too. Check out their new song, Call, as well. So very, very good stuff. Um, Josh, throwback uh, album. Throwback album. Have? I got one. You know what, Adam? It, it actually lends to exactly what we were talking about earlier. Uh -huh. um, I had no idea that you were going to bring up Aerosmith earlier, but it's an Aerosmith album that I got here, actually. And my throwback album for today is Gems by Aerosmith. I don't know how familiar with this record people are. But this is technically a greatest hits or technically a compilation album. But in a world where Aerosmith as a group of individuals, as a, as a group of people, are kind of annoying, 
Mm-hmm. And it sounds like they're killing it in Vegas right now, and that's cool. But they're still kind of... Are they doing like the Celine Dion thing or they something? They are. They are. Jesus. And it sounds like they're doing all right. Um, but in, in a world where pictures of Steven Tyler come up and you, they, you instantly mistake them for um, Julia Roberts willingly walking into rehab, um, you just... It, it's hard to remember how they ever got here. Mm-hmm. Where, where they got and you still hear them on the radio and you hear the good stuff you hear you know you hear old stuff you hear you know new stuff but if you're ever thinking god why did i ever like aerosmith what what's wrong these guys are so goofy and so they've become caricatures of themselves when i'm feeling that way which is frequently i like to pop <laughs> in gems because this isn't a typical greatest hits this is like a greatest hits deep cut if you will this is just the hard rock balls to the wall like just you know just just you know bass thumping loud music this is just their heavy stuff and you know all from the 70s basically you know they're they're heavy stuff from the 70s and when you hear just you know no surprise and chip away at the stone and you know jailbait nobody's fault and songs like that you are just reminded like oh god this is why these guys are just so goddamn good like they're just (laughs) so good you know this is you know and and i love dream on and walk this way and things like that but those songs are not on this album this is not a greatest hits of their greatest hits this is their you know if you were around back in the late 70s you you heard these songs on the radio Mm -hmm. they were radio songs but not you know this is not crying and living on the edge and uh, you know walk this way and sweet emotion and toys in the attic this is just the this is just the hardest stuff that is just so awesome to listen to i mean it's just so good it's no denying that they are definitely a, a legendary band josh but yeah but aerosmith gems really is just you know they're they're just they're gems they're kind of like they're hidden <laughs> gems on the from from the seventies, kick ass music. Man. Uh, my throwback is actually not from too long ago, two thousand and three. Uh, the Postal Service give up. Um, I, I I listened to the. I wasn't as into these guys as I am now. Mm-hmm. I really like their stuff now. Uh, some of them actually went on to form Dashboard Confessional. Um, very very interesting sound though, kind of an electronic indie. Cool. Um, band, uh, very, very good stuff. Go check it out again. It's Spotify, um, Apple music, my favorite song off of it. Nothing better. Um, like I said, go check it out though. Good stuff. Um, the postal service who actually got sued by the postal service <laughs> and they actually kind of work things out though, where, uh, he developed like almost this, like this relationship <laughs> where, the Postal Service would allow them to use the name the Postal Service as long as I think they did like some charity gigs or something for them. That's kind of um, cool, I guess. And I think, the, I think the Postal Service, USPS, actually sold their CDs on the USPS website for really? at some point. Yeah. <laughs> that's kind of cool, I guess. <laughs> I, that's what I heard. I'm not quite sure if that's true or not. But uh, yeah, go and check them out, the Postal Service. Uh, good shit. Um, album's called The Give Up. So... Um, anyways, though, that's gonna, that's gonna do it for this week. Again, I want to give out a huge, huge thank you to, uh, Elias Curse for, uh, coming on and doing that, uh, doing that interview with us. Um, I can't, like I said, I can't wait to hear their new stuff, uh, that comes out. Um, and I can't wait to, uh, have them back on again. It really was, uh, really was a fun time getting to know those guys and, um, just uh, talking to them about their music. Uh, Josh, anything, anything, any parting words or anything? No, just definitely looking forward to hearing more from them. For yeah, sure. Definitely. Yep. And I'm going to go ahead. You know what? I didn't get permission from them. I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sure it's going to be okay, but we're going to play out to one of their, <laughs> their older songs. This is called Set in Motion off The Escapist. Um, we will see you guys uh, hopefully in a couple weeks here. Totally. So for Josh, I am Adam. Saying, see you later.
Junior.